0: Hello and welcome to Biblical Breadcrumbs. In this episode, we'll be in Matthew chapter 21, starting in verse 28. Now, be forewarned, we're going to try something a little bit different with the format today. Maybe it would be a little bit briefer, uh, hopefully a little bit more concise with what we're looking at. But we will be in Matthew chapter 21, starting in verse 28. Now, last time, we talked about the last couple stories before this, right? Uh, Back in verse 18, we talked about the fig tree. Uh, Jesus just randomly comes up to a tree and uh, kills it, curses it, until it's completely gone. And it's kind of like a random reaction until you realize um what, what the fig tree is trying to represent is it's it's lying to jesus and wow that theme's going to come up today um the fig tree is saying hey i have fruit and it doesn't actually have any fruit jesus curses it for that and says you 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 shouldn't be lying right don't be hypocritical don't be telling everybody you're doing something and then not actually doing it uh that's bad um, and then, of course, Matthew specifically applies this instance and, and records how the disciples ask, well, how did that happen so quickly? And Jesus says, well, it's faith. Maybe y'all need to have some faith. Faith is good. Um, Jesus, in that story, uses his his strength and his like authority to order the tree to die, essentially, um, and to be able to just himself in charge of that. He has faith, he has strength, and God grants him whatever he desires because he has God's own authority. Well, the next story then was about God's authority. By what authority is Jesus actually doing these things? Who, who said Jesus was going to be king? Who put him in that position? Who told him he could do all the things that he's going to do? Well, uh, God did, and so take it up with God, and that's the ultimate answer, but of course... The the Jewish leaders don't want to listen to that, and so they come up and they ask Jesus, "Okay, by what authority do you do these things? Do you think they know? Yeah, they know, but they don't want to recognize it." And so Jesus says, "All right, fine, yeah, fine. Uh, I'll answer you if you answer me. Who who did John have authority from? And of course, there we see the Jewish attitude, the the attitude of the leaders. Anyway, they're not legitimate. They don't care." they're not actually trying to find out where John came from or who told John to do what he was doing. They're trying to do the thing that's going to offend the least people, and ultimately the answer to that is just don't answer. And so they refrain from answering, and Jesus just looks at him and says, You know, you know who sent John. You know who sent me. But since you're not willing to admit to John being sent from heaven... I'm not going to force myself to admit to you that I'm sent from heaven as well. But that takes us up to verse 27, and starting in verse 28, we pick up with this story. Jesus tells a little parable um, to these people, right? There were, inevitably, there were probably crowds around them. There were the the apostles there, presumably. Uh, But he's directing this story at and to the Jewish leadership. So, Let's start reading in Matthew chapter 21, starting in verse 32. No, not 32, sorry. Starting in verse 28. Matthew chapter 21, starting in verse 28. What do you think? A man had two sons. He went to the first and said, My son, go work in the vineyard today. And he answered, I don't want to. But later he changed his mind and went. Then the man went to the other and said the same thing. I will, sir, he answered, but he didn't go. Which of the two did his father's will? And they said, the first. Jesus said to them, Truly I tell you, tax collectors and prostitutes are entering the kingdom of God before you, for John came to you in the way of righteousness, and you didn't believe him. Tax collectors and prostitutes did believe him, but you, when you saw it, didn't even change your minds then and believe him. What's going on in this one story? Well, there's this nice little parable as Jesus speaks, and he's talking about this man and two sons. Firstly, before we talk about the parable itself, recognize this. In verse 27, Jesus said, I'm not going to tell you who, like, by what authority I'm doing this, right? I'm, I'm not going to tell you who allows me to do this stuff. And, and that's true. He never names the person who's allowing that. But but what's he doing in verse 31 and 32? Is he's just pronouncing judgment on these people. He's taking God's job. He's being the judge. He, he's uh, proactively stepping forward into the role that God fills. And he's setting himself up like God, by what authority do you think Jesus is doing these things? And and do you think that the Jewish leaders can tell? Because it's probably pretty obvious what Jesus is doing. Of course they know who he is. They just don't want to accept it. And so even though he says, I'm not going to specifically tell you by what authority I do these things, I will generically tell you by what authority I do these things, just in case you didn't know, even though all of them probably know at this point. But uh, anyway, look back at verse 28, right? This little story that's here. What do you think this man this man, has two sons? And so he goes to one of them and he says, Hey, uh, can you go work in the vineyard? And that son says, nah I don't want to I don't think I will I'm not, I'm not gonna work in the vineyard today and the father says okay and walks away and the son then realizes you know maybe that was a rude thing to do I'm not doing anything else with my time anyway oh okay fine and so he goes and he actually does what his father had asked of him well contrast that with the second guy where, where the uh, father comes into the second of his sons and says hey Uh, Would you mind working in the fields today? And that son says, sure, I'd love to. There is nothing I would rather prefer than to ever do this. And then he realizes, I don't really want to do that. And then he just quits and he doesn't show back up for the work he's actually supposed to do. So uh, between these two, who ultimately did the right thing? Who ultimately fulfilled the will of the father? Right, the father wanted them to go and work. One of them did go and work, even though he had a bumpy start. And one of them didn't go and work, even though he had a wonderful start. Firstly, uh, the position you start in does not determine who you are and who you end up as. So don't let your circumstances define who you are. No, be the man or the woman that God wants you to be. Uh, and don't blame other people for that. But that's a whole... A whole separate uh, side tangent that I could go off on there. Um, And so you have these two. One of them ends up being faithful. One of them ends up being not. And you notice that neither of these are optimal situations. Neither of the sons actually, like, follows through with what he said he was going to do. Well, that's not the best that it could be. Um, But hey, at least one of the sons actually obeyed and in the end, one of the sons actually paid attention to the father and did what he asked. And so that son is going to be commended, even though he refused at first. He eventually came around, and the father will commend him for his efforts and for his work. Whereas the son, especially since you you volunteered to go and work, especially since you already essentially like signed that contract that you're going to go do the work, and then you decided to quit? there's going to be so much worse punishment for him because he he acted like he was going to dedicate to it. He kind of said he was going to do all the right things, then didn't do any of them. Back to that hypocrisy issue from earlier, and maybe that should start reminding us of a familiar group of people we're talking about. Because remember, these verses are not addressed to the disciples or to the random crowds around. They're addressed to the Jewish leaders. And what Jesus ends up saying in verse 31 and 32 is, Hey, Jewish leaders, y'all have volunteered really hard. You want to do all this good stuff for God. You want to give so much to God. You want to dedicate yourselves fully to God. Congratulations. But you're not actually doing anything. You're saying all the right words, and you're pretending all the right ways, but you're not actually doing all the right things. You're not doing any of the right things actually and so tax collectors who are traitors to their country and whores that you find out on the street um those people turned away from god pretty obviously and yet they're gonna go to heaven first because they actually listened and turned around Yes, they initially said, I don't care about God. I don't don't care about what the Father wants of me. I'm just going to walk away from it. Um, But ultimately, they turned around, and they've become these good people. Whereas the Jewish leaders started off great. They said, hey, we're going to read the Bible this much. We're going to pray this much. We're going to organize church services or synagogue services in this way. Uh, And and they do all this work for God, only to look back at the end of it and realize they didn't actually do the work that God told them to do. They're just kind of doing stuff. And so, hey, are you the 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 tax collector or are you the Pharisee? Because, um, well, the Pharisee and the tax collector—that's actually a famous, uh, relatively famous parable of itself in Luke eighteen. I think it's Luke eighteen, and um, well, the tax collector was better there too. So maybe there is something to that idea that. Uh, volunteering right volunteering putting yourself in the forefront doesn't actually always mean you're all that good it could just mean you're in the most danger so be careful right don't ever take confidence in or don't take too much confidence in who you are and how you act and how great you are uh it's all about god and just just live every day like you need him because guess what you do um and of course that's another side tangent I could get off on but ultimately they didn't the 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 Jewish leaders did not accept John the Jewish leaders did not accept Jesus and so ultimately they were the son who said yeah god we we have all the uh we have all the the uh prophecies and all the thought processes and all the background from the old testament we will know when your son is coming and then when the Son of God actually shows up, they say, well, he doesn't speak like we want him to, so he must not actually be the Son. And they're about to get rid of him, rather rather permanently, or at least they're going to try to. Right? These are the people who said, yeah, sure, we'll listen. And then when the time actually came around to act, they sure did anything but listen to God. So that brings us to our final point, kind of the the overall Practical use of this um, brief section. Yes, we're only going to do uh, we're only doing one section here instead of the typical two, uh, and I'll explain that in a minute. But um, just one thought from these few verses. Look at verse thirty-two. Right, John came to you in the way of righteousness, and you didn't believe him. Tax collectors and prostitutes did believe him. But you, when you saw it, didn't even change your minds then and believe him. The Pharisees, the, the, the Jewish leaders, had promised a lot. But they sure weren't keeping their word. They were the son who said, yes, I'm going to go. And then they just consistently and constantly decided not to. They were not going to go. They were not going to be God's children. They were not going to listen to him when he actually did what he said he was going to do all along. They're not going to be that type of person, even though that's what they promised. Y'all, who are we? Are we the people who wandered away from God in the first place, but have come back and are actually trying? and are actually getting accepted and going into the kingdom of heaven or are we the people who maybe we didn't wander away from God seriously in the first place but we're sure not living up to what we should be doing what to who we should be being right now and we're just kind of letting that sit because well we, we, we started pretty well so that must be okay that's never going to cut it don't be that kind of person, but instead do what you said you would do, right? You promised God allegiance. If you're if you're one of his children, you've promised them allegiance. Give it to him and live like it because that's what he requires. So uh, are you actually going to do what you said you were going to do? Because you made promises. Uh, God expects you to keep them. That's the one idea from today. And hopefully that makes some sense. So I hope that's helpful. I hope that's something good to think about. Now, this episode is a little bit shorter than normal. Um, that's probably a good thing. <laughs> and hopefully it was a little bit more concise than normal, although uh, also having a little extra time for that one section means I can get a little bit more tangential on some other ones. But hopefully that's not too much of a mess, and it makes sense as to what we're doing there. Yeah. Um, I'll see. I'll do a few weeks in this format of kind of one one section, and then a lesson or two from that, and then uh, going on from there. Instead of trying to do two sections and trying to find a way to chain them together naturally while I'm just speaking like that, uh, it wasn't really working, and it was always ending up running long and being some rambly, and so we're going to try this. This is, I'm still in my experimentation phase. I've only been doing this for over a year. I'm trying to figure out how it works. And so please bear with me. If this is better, let me know. And over the next few weeks, just try to check that out um, and see if that's any better for you than just uh, let me know. And I'd be glad to, to keep it this way. Or if the the other version is more effective, then just let me know about that, and I can totally switch back. Uh, whatever's helpful, just if you have an opinion, you feel free to let me know about it. Uh, so again, I hope this is helpful. I hope this is something good to think about. Um, you've promised to God. Keep your word to him. And don't, don't be the guy who promises and then ends up having lied about it, because that's not going to be a very good thing in the end, if you don't do the work that God has asked of you to do. That's our thought from today. Hopefully that's helpful. And I'll see you on the next episode of Biblical Breadcrumbs.